Father of light, giver of every good and perfect gift, bring to fruition the word of truth sown in our hearts by your Son, that we may rightly understand your commandments, live your law of love, and so offer you worship that is pure and undefiled. Grant this through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in union with the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. Amen. The passage we will hear from the book of Deuteronomy describes the law of God as a source of wisdom for God's people. Where do you get your wisdom? A reading from the book of Deuteronomy. Now, Israel, give heed to the statutes and ordinances that I am teaching you to observe, so that you may live to enter and occupy the land that the Lord, the God of your fathers, is giving you. You must neither add anything to what I command you, nor take away anything from it. But keep the commandments of the Lord your God with which I am charging you. You must observe them diligently, for this will show your wisdom and discernment to the peoples, who, when they hear all these statutes, will say, Surely this great nation is a wise and discerning people. For what other great nation has a God so near to it, as the Lord our God is whenever we call to him? And what other great nation has statutes and ordinances as just as this entire law that I am setting before you today? The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. In the passage that follows from the letter of James, we are challenged to be doers of the word of God, not just hearers. A reading from the letter of St. James. Every generous act of giving with every perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variation or shadow due to change. In fulfillment of his own presence, he gave us birth by the word of truth, so that we would become a kind of first fruits of his creations. Welcome with meekness the implanted word that has the power to save your souls. But be doers of the word, not merely hearers who deceive themselves. Religion that is pure and undefiled before God the Father is this to care for orphans and widows in their distress, and to keep oneself unstained by the world. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. Glory to you, Lord. When the Pharisees and some of the scribes who had come from Jerusalem gathered around Jesus, they noticed that some of his disciples 
were eating with defiled hands, that is, without washing them. For the Pharisees and all the Jews do not eat unless they thoroughly wash their hands, thus observing the tradition of the elders. And they do not eat anything from the market unless they wash it. And there are also many other traditions that they observe, the washing of cups, pots, and bronze kettles. So the Pharisees and the scribes asked him, Why do your disciples not live according to the tradition of the elders, but eat with defiled hands? Jesus said to them, Isaiah prophesies rightly about you hypocrites, as it is written, These people honors me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. In vain do they worship me, teaching human precepts as doctrines. You abandon the commandment of God and hold to human tradition. Then Jesus called the crowd again and said to them, Listen to me, all of you, and understand. There is nothing outside a person that by going in it can defile them. But the things that come out of a person are what defile them. For it is from within, from the human heart, that evil intentions come. Fornification, theft, murder, adultery, avarice, wickedness, deceit, licentiousness, envy, slander, pride, folly. All these evil things come from within, and they defile a person. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. I've been wrestling with that gospel text all week. And in my wrestling with the text, three things came to mind, three images from my past, three memories. Of the scribes and the Pharisees challenged the disciples of Jesus and challenged Jesus because they don't wash their hands before they eat. Reminds me of a story. We, we baptized a little kid at the 1145 Mass, and it was a nice baptism, and the family had a party after the baptism, after Mass. And it was a beautiful June day. It wasn't too hot and muggy. It was just perfect outside. The baby we baptized had an older sister, about three, four years old. And the older sister kept saying to mom, Mommy, I I want some cake. I, I want some cake. And mommy said, you'll get cake, but first you have to go to the bathroom. Some of you have been there with that, huh? You have to go to the bathroom. And so the little girl, she went off, and lickety-split, she came back. And I remember she walked up to her mother and put her hands in front of her mother's nose. 
I went to the bathroom, Mommy. And I'm thinking, what? Then I realized the little girl wanted the mommy to smell the soap that she used to wash her hands after being in the bathroom. Wrestling with this text, I had this vision of the lackeys who were with the scribes and the Pharisees running up to the scribes and Pharisees with their hands saying, we washed our hands, we washed our hands, we obeyed the law. Ridiculous. The second memory I had, do uh, you remember 40 hours processions? You, you walked around the church with, with the other kids in, in the church or school with the Eucharist. And it was a pretty big deal. And, and sisters told us, when you're walking in procession, don't be looking around. Don't be looking to wave to your mother and father or your friends. You keep your head down. You, you keep your head reverent for the Eucharist. Well, there was a kid at our parish who didn't quite get the spirit of it all. And that kid walked in procession like this. Kept his head down. That kid was me. <laughs> and if you have two older sisters, you know they're not going to let that pass. It was a good idea to be reverent with the Eucharist, but not understanding that was the purpose of keeping your eyes down. It just didn't make sense. So many religious rituals that we espouse or we were taught, we, we do even though they, they don't make a lot of sense. They have no meaning in the heart. The third memory that came to me was the memory of my good friend Sam. I've talked about Sam before. He was a a big, strong guy, and, and I know he really loved me. He was just a good, good friend, although he referred to me as PIA. I'm not going to tell you what that is. After Mass, if you want to ask me, I'll tell you what PIA is when Sam called me that. I remember preaching Sam's funeral, and it was a difficult, difficult challenge for me. And I remember saying, I preach the gospel. Sam lived it. There was never a time that I could remember when there was someone in need that Sam didn't reach out and help. Even though he was in his 70s and 80s, he was the guy in the neighborhood who, who shoveled walks and shoveled driveways for other people. He was the one who volunteered to take neighbors to the doctor's appointments. Sam was the one who did what the gospel called him to do. My favorite picture of Sam, we used to have a collection of food for the food pantry at the Holy Thursday Mass. And one of my favorite memories of Sam, he was 
in front of the church loading the groceries that people bought into his truck to take it to the food pantry. That was so Sam. Sam would be the one to give his time, his energy, his strength to serving the poor. The doers of the word, not just hearers of the word. That was my friend Sam, my memories of him. But we have a challenge in the scriptures today, don't we? We have a challenge in that gospel reading, a challenge to take God's word into the heart. And that's what we do when we share the Eucharist. Having listened to the word of God, we share the Eucharist. And in the Eucharist, we share the love in the heart of Jesus. Thanks for listening to this week's service. To stay up to date on the latest news involving our parish, please visit our website at goodshepherd-sc.org.